What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode, another episode of the Volleyball Source Podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest on the show. We have one of the greatest Canadian University volleyball players of all time joining us from Italy, where he just he's wrapping up his rookie season with Ravenna. We've got Mr. Eric Lepke. Eric, welcome to the show. How's it been? It's been uh, just over a year since I since I've seen you last, and a lot's changed since then. Yeah, thanks, Everett. It's good to be here. Um, it's been a while. When, when was the last time we saw each other? It would have been um, Canada West semifinals last year. Right. You yeah. were out. You were out shooting some stuff. I yeah. Remember that. I, I I saw you guys beat Brandon, and then expected to see you guys in Winnipeg, and that's kind of when everything uh, everything kind of went down. But we can we can talk about the, that later. First of all, like how how are you? How are you doing? How's the body holding up? You just finished your first year of pro. Congratulations. So how are things? Thank you. Things are good, man. Um, yeah, it was a crazy year just with COVID and everything. And then being my first year overseas, it was, it was a lot, like just a lot of change from having kind of like a similar year in rhythm to like university and national team and then going to pro and yeah, it was, it was a lot of change this year, but body's holding up good. Um, and it was for sure an adjustment to the load and stuff, just a lot different, but I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing really good. Now you, you said you're, you had training today. Is your team still competing at all? Because you just finished your, uh, playoff series with Moda and you guys unfortunately lost, um, to O to them. So your season is done, but you guys are, you guys are still training. Yeah, so there's this thing, there's like a qualification kind of tournament for a Challenge Cup that's happening in April. Okay. Um, so it's with the bottom teams of Italy. So the, we, we have to wait for the other quarters to happen to find out who's going to all be in that. So we're just training and waiting like at least another three weeks, I think, right now. Okay, fair enough. But it's a, it's a bit of a lighter load, I'm guessing, right now than it was when it was during, than it was during the season, yeah? Yeah, for sure. We got like like half a week off and then kind of just been kind of hitting the weights, easing into things. So it's been pretty nice. How was, you know, like this year you played for Ravenna. You guys had a very young team, uh, especially the core of outsides was was a very young team with Riccine and, and Pinali. How was it, you know, coming into play in the Italian Superliga? Not many Canadians have been able to say that they've stepped right from, you know, U-sport to uh to the super league it's basically just you and, and steven mara on on the men's side so you know how was it making that step straight from canada to to the super league oh man it was it was cool it was honestly like it took me a little bit to adjust being like okay like i'm not watching like what well, I, I still do but for a while i was just watching these guys on youtube and like they have no idea who I am, but I know who all these guys are. And um, so that was a big adjustment, but I think it was great with the young team. Like we were, I feel like we're all like for the most part in the same kind of spot. Like we're just young guys trying to prove ourselves in the league. Um, so it made for like a good training environment. And then we had some older leaders too, like our setter Redwits and um, our libero was pretty experienced in one of our middles. So it, it was a good like balance, I would say like with, young guys just trying to like prove themselves in the league and in a really good league and then 
um, some older guys to kind of lead the way. So yeah, it was awesome. What was your kind of like welcome to the show moment? Oh man. Well, my first like scrimmage, like first practice scrimmage was against Perugia. So that was like a pretty like, okay, like I'm in Perugia, I'm playing these guys. Like I'm one of like these guys now. It was, uh, that, that's that got to be the first one because like it's just a scrimmage and most of the guys are like, oh yeah, scrimmage, like want to get this going, like it'll be fun to play. But I'm like, man, like that's like Wilfredo Leon over there. And he's like, I've never seen him in person before. So this is pretty crazy, but I have to play also. So it was, it was fun. That was probably my first like, wow. And, and then honestly, like every time, every time we like suited up, it was like just so surreal. Um, but then as the season went on, I started to feel just more and more comfortable, I think. Um, but for sure the first scrimmage against Perugia was like, okay, this is crazy, but I'm in, I'm all in for it. So what was it like the first time you were in serve receive when Leon was, was serving? Oh man. I'm, oh man. Yeah. A couple of those first games too, like it was Leon and then yeah, that was just a scrimmage. But the first like game that I got to play in an actual Jersey was against Piacenza. So I was like playing Grozer oh. and he was serving and I was like, man, like this guy's like had the word for, hardest serve for a while now i don't know if he still does maybe leoners i said past him but he's still, got a he's, crazy still serve. he's still one of the hardest swingers in the world by by far he may, yeah. may, may have lost a step but he's still up there for sure he still has that shoulder oh yeah um but i was just, i just remember being so like low dug in arms out just like just pop it up just pop it up just pop it up like that's all i'm thinking to myself um yeah but then it just kind of happens and then you're just like you just kind of have natural instinct and react and play. And that's what I mean when it gets easier. Cause it's just kind of like starts to become second nature after like those first moments. It, it, it did seem to me like watching you that at first you were just kind of feeling things out. And then as mm -hmm. the season progressed, you were kind of like, okay, I can, I can play at this level and I can not only just play their style, but I can kind of start imposing my game a little bit onto it as well. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I would say like those first, like that first maybe month of games, I was really like, I'm like, okay, I can play at this level. And, but I would often like, kind of like fizzle out. Like I'd play a set really well and then one play well a set and then play the set really well. And it's like a big adjustment, I think from like being in university at Trinity where we would have like, like we'd play Brandon and UBC in Alberta. And those would be like games we'd gear up for. But now it was like every practice and every game was like a really hard game. And like to play at that level, like the whole game was like a huge kind of change um, for me. So just really the endurance of the quality, I think it was the biggest thing. Um, yeah, that was like crazy. It, it, is that you think that was like the endurance is the biggest difference between playing university ball to, to playing in Italy for, for you any for you anyways? yeah not maybe not like the physical endurance but more like a, the mental endurance mm, like okay yeah, being yeah. like fully fully engaged the whole time and like dialed in the whole time um like there was like a lot of games where like at trinity where like we didn't have to be fully dialed and we would still win and do well 
Um, but like these games, like just being fully like mentally dialed, like every pass is like a bomb, every spike, I got to be fully committed. Like I got to know my assignments all the time. Like just those kind of things um, was just like next level and just constant and versus kind of choppy. So it seemed very much like towards the end of the season as well, that maybe some of your teammates were having trouble with that consistency and that you were really picking up. Did you really find that, you know, you were able to shoulder that, that load late, late in the season? Yeah, I think that was a real challenge for me in the last half there. I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel like I've got more of a load on this team and like, like I need to like step up and do this. And that, yeah, that was really hard because um, I just, yeah, I'm not used to it. Like I was used to it on a much smaller level and then um, coming in here and I, I don't think, I honestly think I did okay, but I don't think I did great. I, I still think I could have done a lot better, but um, yeah. And, and that's just also part of being on a young team. Like we're all kind of not used to taking a load on like at this level, like we've all been kind of like, shadowed and a lot of these guys have played on good teams like Penali was on Modena for like three four years but then now like he's like got to be the man and then um even this was uh Rechene's first year starting too so it was all it was all new to us and I think we were just kind of feeling it out so well it seemed like you you guys led the league in five setters and yeah and it seemed like you guys were in in it to battle at every single game um, you, you guys definitely had an ex- exciting brand of volleyball. That's, that's for sure. Um, well, yeah. what do you yeah. think was like, what do you think was one of the biggest lessons that you learned early on? Oh man, for sure. What I kind of just touched on with like the consistency of good quality play. Um, that was huge. Another one, like more like technical lessons was just like, I gotta be like fully committed to everything. Like I can't, I can't just like do like a nice high 80% swing to the corner. Like I'm, I'm either I'll, I'll get dug and I'm only going to score if I go all out. Um, and like all out, I don't mean just spiking. I mean, also like all out, like wipes and tips and dunks and stuff. So that was a huge lesson. Just like full committed to every shot. You, you mentioned technically, like what do you think technically is the biggest part of your game that you're going to need to work on? You know, after after year one, you kind of re, re, reassess things and, you know, you, you pin things out like, hey, I, I need to improve in this area for me to kind of take that next step next year. Yeah, I think I think reception, like I obviously am always going to be working on that um, just to maybe like bring the aces down and get a little more dialed on like perfect passes. Um, but also, I think for me to be next level, I need to need to score more consistently i didn't have a lot of errors but i was like i had a decent amount of continues like i was getting dug or like just like recycled and stuff so i need to make like just to keep figuring out more consistent ways to just like get kills like you look at all the good left sides in the league like usually when they get set they like they put the ball away you know so um just kind of figuring out that role more and um yeah that's probably my number one actually just more consistent with getting kills do do you tend to watch like when maybe 
maybe not when you're playing the other guys, but now that you're playing the Super League, is there some guys that you're watching a little bit close, more closer, and to be like, I want to pit, take away like this and this thing from from his game, and I, th I think he does, you know, these things very well. Yeah, with that I've always tried to watch guys. Like obviously I watch all the guys, but I try to watch the guys who kind of resemble my like body type and like style of play. So I watch guys, even though he's a lefty, like Plutoniski, I think he's swag and I love how fast he plays and the I way agree. he spikes. Um, like I like watching like DeFalco, um, Rossard, even though he's also lefty. Like I like how those guys play like Tilly, um, Ishikawa, like guys like that, like I try to look at. Um, and then even other leagues, I watch like Sander and Angapeth. Um, those guys, just because I feel like I'm like, okay, like I feel like I have physical attributes that those guys have. So like, I know I can actually do those things versus like, if I watch Leon spike, that's great, but I'm not going to be able to like spike like him. So I try to look for kind of resemblance. That's, that's fair. That that's great. Do you, and do you think like you can play, that you can get get to those level? Like from what you've seen from yourself, it's just kind of like, yeah, I I can I can do it with the, what those guys do. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just it's gonna take like <clears throat> it's gonna take a lot of work on my part and just time, just adjusting, just keep keep getting more consistent and moving up. Like I think I improved already a lot this season, but hope to have a good summer and work hard there and learn as much as I can with those guys and then and then get back to it next year. So we'll see. Before we talk about the summer and the national team and stuff like that, you mentioned DeFalco. Is there part of you that wishes that he was there playing for Long Beach when you guys played them at the at the Can Am in twenty nineteen? Yeah. Be because part of yeah. me part of me wishes that it was like their top team against your top team because I don't know who would have won, but I think that it would have been a banger of a match. Yeah, honestly, like, just for, like, matchups, I think that tournament was a year too late. Like, even that UCLA team with Micah Ma would have been sweet to play. Um, yeah, that would have been awesome. I think that been, there was a there would have been a lot of cool athletes. There already was a lot of cool athletes there, but it would have been really cool. Yeah, one year before with Ma on UCLA and Tuniga and Tuniga and DeFalco with, with Long Beach. Yeah. Um, that's a lot there. Uh, speaking of Tuniga, um, you you don't have to tell me, but there has been some rumors in the rumor mill that you will be joining Ted uh, and joined uh, Sleps next year in Poland. Is there any way that you can uh, confirm or deny this? Yeah, all I'm going to say is I am still figuring out what I want to do next season. So all right, fair enough. I I mean I didn't yeah. I didn't think you would you would tell me, but I I, I had to ask. No, man, you got to ask those questions. Is that, is that something that you are kind of like, you know, like, I, how about this? Can I ask about, you know, you getting signed with Ravana and, and how that process process went? Um, because obviously mm -hmm. that was kind of one of your first processes of being a, a, a pro volleyball player. So, you know, how, how did it all go down? Did, was it, a, I'm, I'm assuming you have an agent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you, you know, you're, um, go, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was tough because I have a really good agent. I have the same one as uh, like Mar and those guys. Um, yeah. He's awesome. But he really wanted to get me like starting six in Italy or Poland. Like that was his goal. Mm -hmm. 
So it was tough. It was really tough to get into Italy. It was kind of like Ravenna was honestly one of my only options as starting six. Um, There's a couple options in Poland too, but I think we were just like pretty set on like, okay, like let's just like get tossed in there and see how we play. Mm-hmm. And it was a little interesting though, but the logistical side of things, because um, they were dealing like with some stuff with their club and society. And when I originally signed my first contract, then like they got a new ownership and new president. So then I had to re-sign with some like new kind of obligations um, with the new owner and everything. So that was a little bit stressful. So I didn't actually get like fully signed until June, at the end of June. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was wondering Um, because it took you, it took you a while to, to kind of announce. And I would have figured that, that, you know, you would have been scooped up earlier than, than some of the other guys were announcing, but that, that now having heard that in retrospect, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it was kind of just like, we knew what club like we were going for, but we had to kind of wait on a lot of things. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah. And then getting the visa and everything was so hard. Um, it must've been so hard, especially with co- with COVID-19 and all of that other stuff as well too. Yeah, man, that was really difficult. Like I ended up like I was emailing them like almost every day, like trying to get an appointment and I was getting the same answers like, no, you can't unless it's an emergency, all this stuff. And I'm like trying to tell them my situation. And then finally my coach like reaches out to some Italian Olympic committee guy. He contacts them and then they end up contacting me, telling me when I have an appointment. So I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. But um, like it took, like I was emailing them for weeks like, and I was getting nothing and I like, so yeah, that was a little stressful too, but we made it work. But you made, you made it work. Are you happy that you started in, in Italy? Like, I mean, you, there's not, there's yeah. not really a better league to, to start in, you know, it's hands down the, the best league in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy. I started here. I think the biggest, the biggest, the biggest reason, biggest reason I really see myself and like, compared to some of the best in the world like i can really have a clear visual of where i want to get to and see kind of what i need to do to get there so i'm super happy that um i got the chance to play here do you think it's do you do you really think it is the best league in the world now after having spent a year in it Like, I guess I, like everyone says like, oh, it's the best, it's the best. Uh, but I haven't played anywhere else, so I can't really compare it um, other than to uh, U-Sports, I guess. But um, yeah, I've heard it's the best in the world, like close to Russia and Poland, but um, Italy's like a pretty sweet country to live in. I think that also um, plays a huge part um, versus like playing in Russia or something. At what point did you start so, thinking? I would say it's the best. Yeah, that's 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 fair. At what point did you start thinking that playing pro was a possibility for you? Like, like you know, oh, I've man. known you for a long time, and as yeah. long as you've been on my radar, you've been very good. You know, 
so like how <laughs> how long how long has that kind of been a thing that like hey like i want to i want to go pro i i i think i can do this the first time we met i think it was 2014 nationals right in calgary yeah i think that's right you were or maybe 15 yeah no it was it was 2015 nationals in calgary and you won mvp of the 18u national final as a as a 16 you, I think, or a 17 you. Yeah. I was 17 you. I was 16, but it's funny because Jesse, I think, did the same thing. Um, but like age group lower. Yeah. But he, yeah, he I remember playing, that. He was and, playing up for Canuck stuff. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels like so long ago. And I think, honestly, I like, I always, had a dream of playing pro, but I don't think I, it turned into something that I thought could happen until I went to university, just because I was in high school. I was just so focused on like going to that level. I wasn't really thinking beyond that. And then once I was there in my first year, I was like, okay, like now I can start like focusing on the next level. Um, And I think like junior team helped with that too. Like, being on junior team and seeing like seeing the senior guys train and just kind of getting a taste with that was huge too. And that was all around the same time. Um, my first summer of junior team was after my senior year. And then it went right into my first year at TWU. So I would say around that time was like kind of where I was like, okay, I want to do this. Do you think playing at Trinity had, had an effect on that? Because let's be honest, like Trinity is a factory, right? Like, there's no, yeah. there's no other school that produces talent like Trinity Western right now. Yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, I cannot say that it wasn't a fact. I think it's a huge factor. Um, ben Joe's amazing. He, he basically like broke down all my skills and I relearned them. Um, he, yeah. Well, didn't, didn't he, you come into, ama- didn't you come into Trinity as a setter? I signed as a setter. Oh, okay. I signed as a setter. Um, no, I didn't. Even, I was recruited as a setter. Oh, okay. I signed as like maybe I'll set, maybe I'll hit, and then it kind of just like shifted into no, you're going to hit. Um, and then I was like, okay. I, I couldn't imagine if if you as a setter. I mean, I've seen you dish butter from the back row more than a few times. You know, that's definitely that that move is definitely in your repertoire, jumping from the back row and 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 dishing it. So I could see it. Do you ever did you ever, you know, chirp like Shrimer or, or Epp or something? Be like, yo, I could I, I could do this. Just just put me in there. No, I, I don't think I chirped him ever. But when there was any opportunity to be a setter, I would like step up to the plate always because I I just love it. and I missed it. Um, like sometimes if one of our setters was gone. Like I'd be like, yep, like, let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll set. Like, can I set please? Ben would be like, yeah, sure. You can set. (laughs) Do you, do you think that that benefited you as a hitter because you just understand, you know, understand that part of, of hitting much more. You understand the other, the other side of it. Yeah, I think so. I think it really helped. Um, I think I just have a, it helped with like having a good understanding too. Like, when I was a setter, like no one likes the hitter who's like super naggy all the time. 
um, like Megan the setter. So I didn't want to be that type of player as a hitter. Um, I've, and then I've always noticed your, your hitting is very, it's very patient. Like you don't demand a set in a, in a, in a certain spot. You always wait. And then you go, you go to the ball and your ability to get to the ball is what allows you to have the, the, the multiple shots that, that you do in, in, any, in any given situation. So for me, that makes sense that your ability as a setter kind of like, it helps you break that down as a hitter, be more patient and, you know, be better. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I would, I would say with getting to the ball, that's like a huge thing that Ben taught me that he calls the crossover step. Um, because I was originally like, I loved beach too growing up. So I had a super like just kind of straight approach, very vertical, like just up, down short, like even my spin serve used to be like a two step toss. Um, and he, he was just, he taught me just like how to jump on the ball and just like be patient and like go get it and high point it versus like waiting to come to you. Um, and yeah, that would, that's like the biggest probably thing for attacking that Ben taught me was the crossover step. Um, but I guess for sure, without understanding thing of the setter that that has a lot to do with the two, I guess. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, you know, talking about Trinity Western, you guys had the potential of um, not winning. It would have been three in a row, but it would have been four champ or Yeah, it would have been four championships in five years, correct? Yeah, yeah. That Only that, that one year in, in the middle to UBC. Um, do you ever think about, you know, h- how was that just kind of going through the motions of being like, oh, we're not going to get a chance to kind of finish this legacy last year when it kind of everything was, was shutting down. Yeah, that was, that was really tough, man. Like we, we wanted that all year. Like we were working towards that all year. We had such like a talented group and like an experienced group also. Like we just knew, we knew we weren't going to let like anything kind of really get in our way. So for us to not be able to like execute that at the end was just super, super tough. Um, I guess the only good thing is that like we didn't lose it to anyone, but um, still I would have loved to have the chance to play with those guys for one more weekend. That, that, you know, that to me was the hardest part of it is how many careers just kind of ended like how many careers of guys who they expected to have three more you know at least one more game together um there was so many different storylines with garth finishing up um you guys going for your oh, yeah. your, your fourth in, in five years uh even like you know u of t had battled battled to get there hadn't been there in however many years led by john barrett mm-hmm. who played at manitoba you had you know pascal Clément who was finishing up at laval there's all these different story storylines and all of these people that you know, it, it just would have been nice to, to kind of see that, that finished up. Do you ever like, do you guys like for, for me, when I think of kind of some of the best teams in U sport history, um, you guys are right up there with, with the best of them. Do you, do you think that about that team as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, w- I would, I would bet on our team. 
10 times out of 10, just because I just, yeah, I love those guys. And I just, I'm so confident how well we play together. And um, yeah, I would just like love to take on any U sport team. I wish there was a way to simulate that or something. Like if, um, if we're talking about Trinity Western Spartans 2020 against Trinity Western Spartans 2012, you know, oh yeah, like that. That is, I remember uh, Ben Joe posted something on Instagram, and it was something like, you know, name a better starting six. Oh wait, and it was a picture of you guys. And I like, you know, sent him the starting six from from 2012, and he's like, honestly, that that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm sad that that you know championship didn't go down because I wanted to be able to kind of compare those two teams because yeah, the way that you know you guys dominated last year, or, I mean, over the, the course of of your five years there. Um, I would love to see a simulation of your team against that 2012 team because I think that would be a banger of a match. I know, man. I think it'd be crazy. Like, the only, yeah, like, yeah, it'd be crazy. I wish I wish there was a way to simulate it or something, but it's the only thing that would be different, I think, is just, like, those guys were just, like, such a good, like, blocking team i think mm -hmm. like they were so solid and like just naturally we i think have a faster offense just because the style of the game that is today and like a faster pipe so that would be really interesting like to match up with their blocking um another team i think that slept on a lot is the 2016-2017 trinity team um with like schreimer schreimer slater Shearhorn. Betcher, Pierce, me, Bergen. Like, I think that's, that's a solid squad. Um, and would take a lot of, a lot of teams for the run into. Was that Saskatchewan? Where did you guys win? Or was that, uh, did you guys win that? At that Alberta? was Alberta. Yeah. At Alberta. That was Alberta. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. there for national. I don't think I saw you guys play at all that year. Cause I wasn't there for nationals. I was at, uh, Ryerson for the women's. Um, right. So I, I, I that was you're right when you talk about that roster that that's that's another good one but uh i can't i can't attest to that because i didn't really see it with my my own eyes so if you say so i'll I'll, no. I'll throw i'll throw that team in there it's tough though because you gotta like like i was a first year then so i was i was essentially like the worst spiker out there on the court like I mean, there was like uh... blake and slater it was blake and slater and i was like a rookie and like um okay, yeah, yeah. you know so i think that's like people like don't remember like okay like these teams line up but like what where were they in their cycle um so that'd be it'd be cool man you should try to figure out some simulation or here's here's another know. here's another hypothetical that you may or may not like uh what happens if eric lepke isn't sick uh during the national championships in 2018 Oh man. <laughs> because I like I, I don't, don't know, I don't man. know how many people know this about how sick you were. Like I remember like like Trinity is getting ready to warm like go do hitting warm up and Joel Jance looks at me he's like I'm going to get Lepke right now and I'm just like dude that's crazy. And you still played the match. You still had a had a great match. Um but you know like what what do you think happens there if if you don't get sick? I don't know. I, I, I honestly like 
hate being like I, I don't like excuses but um I think for sure we win we win a set like we don't get 3 0 but um UBC was a really good team that year yeah, hundred uh, percent. This been is nice. this isn't to take anything yeah. away from UBC. That was a very very talented yeah. UBC team who was very very well coached. And I, I think I remember I remember saying yeah. it from the beginning of the season that year that if there was one team that was designed to beat Trinity Western, it was UBC because they just served absolute uh -huh. bombs and then they just played. You know, they they had mm -hmm. a good offense uh, after that. But still, it would have been an interesting mm -hmm. interesting to see what would have happened had you got had you been completely healthy for that game yeah yeah but yeah i just wish i would have had just more in the tank i think because i didn't play the quarters and i like kind of suited up for the semis and i was like so drained after the semis like i felt like i'd use all my energy mm -hmm. um and then i had like a i was still like recovering from a lot of the symptoms like antibiotics weren't fully kicking in so but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to be the guy being with excuses. Um, it would have been, it would have been cool to see though. Yeah, it, it would have been, um, when you were growing up, like, you know, when you started playing for Winman, was there, did you always wanted to go to Trinity or was that something that kind of came later on? I wanted to go to Trinity when I heard that Adam Schreimer was going to Trinity when I was in grade nine. And okay. he was in grade 12 because I wanted to be Adam Schreimer. I had I was in grade nine and I was a setter and I had long hair <laughs> like him. And I already was going to Trinity and I was like, oh man, I want to go to Trinity. That would be unreal. Um, but, th but then I'm like, I'm doing the math. Then I have to sit behind him for two years because I was still thinking of myself as a setter. But that's the first time I thought of Trinity as an option. And it was always kind of a dream. Um, and then, yeah, and then things happen. But for sure, it would, it would have been grade nine. Oh, that's that's crazy, that Adam Schreimer. And then, you know, what was it like afterwards when you got to play with Schreimer? Did you did you got to, to Trinity uh, and, like, cut your hair like him again and, and stuff like that and start, you know, put, putting your socks on like he did too, <laughs> buying the same shoes he did? I mean, I guess you're, you guys at Trinity, you guys always had all the same shoes regardless, so. Yeah, um no, I think I was a spiker then, so I was maybe trying to imitate Blake and Slater a bit more. But uh, uh, it was it was a dream come true to play with Adam. I remember like oh, those first couple weeks of training at Trinity. It's just like so surreal. Like, like man, these well they they were the defending champs and like a couple like national final MVPs. And I was like, oh, this is like unreal like i'm just so pumped to to play with these guys and uh, and then you like end up becoming friends and like best friends with them so it's pretty funny how that worked like there's a funny story actually when i was would have been nationals 2016 in edmonton um ben joe was there scouting that was the first time i talked to him i was like spiking on my winman team, but I was still like the backup setter and was setting warm ups and would set a couple rotations. So wait, wait, the first time you talked to Benjo was eighteen U. No, this was this was twenty. Sorry, I'm getting the dates mixed up. This was twenty fourteen. Okay, yeah, I was gonna I was, I was gonna say I was like, there's no way that you were 
like yeah. Ben Joe, who's the, one of the best recruiters in in the game, was only talking to you in eighteen U. Okay, yeah, fourteen U, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. That makes more sense. Twenty fourteen, I was grade ten. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Adam was there also, like helping Ben, I guess, like scout. And I remember them watching my games, and I didn't realize I was doing this, but they told me this. Like every time I would like make a play or something i would like look at adam kind of like to see his reaction um yeah i i don't remember it too much but um i could totally like remember like watching adam and like i was so pumped he was there to watch um but that was the first time ben talked to me too so it was a special weekend wow 14 new nationals in in edmonton eh? did you guys win those ones too Sorry, this was 17U Nationals in 2014. Okay, yeah, 17U, 17U, you're right. 17U Nationals in 2014, not 14U Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> if he was recruiting you at 14U Nationals, that's that's maybe another story altogether. Um, but yes, that, that makes yeah, sense. Cause I was like 5'3". Were you, were you, were you uh, did you guys win that, that year too? Was Larry your coach? Um, it was just Mike that year and we lost, we lost in the semis to LVC with, they, they won that year. Yeah, they did. That's when they yeah. had like, uh, Sebastian Lethbridge and, uh, James Jackson mm-hmm. and, and Andre Foreman. That was a good team. Yeah, they were solid. They were really good. You know, you, you mentioned Sclater and, and Shearhorn. Obviously there's a bunch of your guys like Ashanko and, uh, Kern are playing on the same team. Do you, do you follow all of your Trinity guys who are playing, uh, you know, around the world. Yeah, I try to, especially the guys that I, uh, I played with. Um, I just watched, uh, Kern and Pierce play the other day against the Nets hoppers. Um, well, that, that was a tough one. And I, yeah, that was a tough one, but, uh, I, I try to watch when I can, like, obviously sometimes I'm playing and sometimes it doesn't work out, but I for sure like follow along or, watch um slate on volumetrics or something um so yeah i try to watch because i mean you guys are i i think i think looking through it there's eight spartans currently playing professionally which is actually a low number there was one year it was 16 really yeah wow yeah like is there ever like a spartans alumni games like is there ever just where Benjo just opens the gym and, and the Spartans come in because I feel like that's the games that you want to get into. Yeah. The, the tough thing is, is like the seasons like are so overlapped. Yeah. Um, and then when guys like aren't actually from there, it's like hard for them to be there, but definitely like throughout, like I remember like when Delbs was playing, he would, often be out in BC and then he would train with us before he'd leave for pro. Um, like Steve Marshall has been in our gym a lot. Rudy, um, JVD was, I think this past year, mm-hmm. I miss him a little bit. Um, uh, Ben Ball's amazing at two V two. At two V two. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big two V two guy. Um, so I guess those are like, those have been the best. Oh, but we had that alumni game for a fundraiser like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Slater was like, for some reason back and he played. Um, 
So it was like he was one of the only actually pro guys playing, but then like Ben Ball played, Jared Offrens, um, I think Schreimer was was on the other side because he was his fifth year, so he like like went over there as like an alumni. Um, yeah, that was really fun. Wow, what a what a star-studded alumni game! Like uh, other alumni games, you guys got like other guys like coming out of the woodwork. F- and uh you know who haven't played ball in years and for the spartans you guys got current pro and uh and national team guys yeah yeah there was definitely some guys who came out i don't remember their names but they played with like ben joe and joel back in the days and they were like suiting up so that was sweet too um so there was a good mix that's great the guys who are in there for just a few plays because if they're in there for any more they uh, they might get injured Exactly. Yeah. Now, um, over the summer, something happened for you. You got married. Congratulations. Yes. That. Thank uh, you. Obviously, uh, huge event. Um, she's yeah. also a, a, a volleyball player. Uh, Samantha Seliger Swenson. She played for Minnesota. If I'm correct. If If I'm correct. Yes. Yeah, and she's currently playing in the in the athletes uh, unlimited pro league. What's it like been like? You know, to, I mean first be in the married life but also have a you know pro or pro volleyball player as as your spouse um yeah it's been awesome um it's been sweet having her with me over here overseas and she played a year last year in france so she's been like super helpful with like adjusting to the first year stuff and growing pains um but yeah she's a stud volleyball player for any of you who don't know like she's amazing, four-time All-American, um, set her the year twice, Big Ten, Big Ten champs twice. So, list goes on for her, and um, it's sweet to watch her play again because I didn't watch her play since last season, and it's just like I'm like, man, like she's balling out like every game. She's playing like sick. So, um, yeah, I've been loving watching her there, and I think she's really enjoying it too, like able to play again. It's a really cool thing that they've got going on down there, and I really hope it continues um, just for, like, growth of the sport in North America. I think it's huge. Um, but, yeah, she's loving it. I love watching her. And, uh, yeah, we got married over the summer. Um, we were planning to get married this summer, but because of COVID and everything, we just thought it was best. Um, with, and we're so, so thankful that we did just because of all the travel laws and regulations right now. So it's been a huge blessing and, um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Now, I mean, do we, do we need to start having talks about nationality now? You know, like, is she going to become Canadian? Like, is, 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 is this what's going to happen? Because she also like, you know, she also is in the American women's national team system. So like, is there going to be a bit of a, is a, of a rivalry going on, going on here? Because like, we need to make sure that your allegiance (laughs) is hold true here, Eric. I know we joke about it all the time. Um, I, I know, I just don't, I don't think I could leave leave my country like that um only the only way i would do it would be to play on the avp one day 
That would oh, be a dream of mine. Okay. Is that is that is that a thing? Yeah. Is that is is this like is this a career path that like you you're seriously considering like I'm gonna play you know indoor for a while and then after a little bit I'm gonna play beach like, maybe not national team like you know grinding it on the FIVB tour with no uh you know team Canada yeah. support but you know playing some beach here here and there maybe some uh, some AVPs. Yeah, I think I think that would be a huge dream. Like I love beach. It was my first love. So, um, I would love to, to play for sure. Um, and train, I don't know when, like, it's not like I'm going to just like pack it in like in a year and start <laughs> pursuing beach or anything, but, um, it would definitely be, be cool. Like I know came Chalk's been doing that, Like he's actually on the American team now, right? Yeah. He, uh, uh, unfortunately, his first outing as a U.S. beach player didn't go too well. They lost in qualifications in Qatar, um, so kind of get oh, to go yeah. all the way to Qatar to, to 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 lose for you know his his first time. I, I mean, came just it it just shows that he really just should have stayed Canada, you know. But obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm joking. I fully support Kame's decision to go to go play for the U.S. You know, go actually make some money. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Here's here's a question for you because obviously the the financial difference between playing uh, beach volleyball as a Canadian compared to playing you know indoor volleyball as a Canadian is significantly different. If you know yeah. if if there was a bit of a different financial incentive, you know, where you could actually support yourself and make a little bit money playing beach, would it would it be a more serious consideration for you? I think so. Like. I think the, yeah, like the problem with it and like why I think it's so understanding that came left and, and joined the U S is because their funding and carding and all that stuff and sponsorships is just way better for the beach. Um, but then for, yeah, like, it's just super hard to like, okay. Like you think like theoretically I start beach. I'm like, okay, like I got to make sure I got some money saved up and then I got to actually start doing well to actually like make it in this thing. So it's just, it's hard to like really map it out, I think, because you got to like be all in. So I think it's just, it's honestly a safer play playing indoor. You're like, okay, I got my contract signed. I know I'm going to get paid this much. Um, and like you can make a decent living playing and not be even like a national team stud now. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of players playing overseas, like living good lives who aren't even playing national team anymore. So yeah, I just think the appeal financially to the Canadian beach system is really tough. Yeah, it, uh, I agree. You know, I was, I was having some conversation with some people about it recently, just as, as beach gets, gets started again. And um, you know, it's it's interesting because when I look at youth beach volleyball in Canada, it's such a thriving scene, and you know, like you played yeah. beach, Shawan played beach, like and you you look at, at the majority of the top players who come up are coming up through the junior indoor system. They've all played beach volleyball, but none of them see that as a as a serious pathway because it's not presented as a serious pa serious pathway here in Canada. And you know the guys who have had to, had to do it have really had to grind for it all. The guys and the girls. Sorry, I I, sh I shouldn't just say the one because it's 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 difficult for the both. But you know, speaking of the national team, obviously this year we're coming up to the the Olympic Games. Um, you have played. You've you've appeared a little bit with the senior national team. 
obviously in my eyes there is always a view that you would kind of become may not maybe not a, a focal point but a you know a, a maybe a full-time more full-time member this year had given that the olympics would have been last year what are i'm guessing mm -hmm. like before before we we get there are, are you uh are you going to be going back to join the national team once all of this is done yeah i'm i'm hoping to i'm hoping um I know that VNL, the news comes out, I think pretty soon. It's supposed to have come out already, but they've postponed it. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get in the gym with the guys and just kind of grind and work as hard as I can all summer. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain that I'll, I'll get some time with VNL um, just because even like with Riley Barnes, stepping out now um i think there's just and yeah so I'm, I'm really hoping to get some time with vnl and then just kind of see where the summer takes me and work as hard as i can um like hoping i don't know exactly how many guys they're gonna be allowed to have in the gym with all the regulations mm -hmm. so um yeah is you know, are the Olympics something that's on your radar radar as a, a, a potential eventuality for this summer? Absolutely. Like, I think I got a you got to bet on yourself, and I'm gonna like do everything I can to go. Um, but if if I don't make it, I know that I probably don't deserve to go. So I'm just gonna gonna do everything I can, and um, if not, then I'm just gonna get ready for the next one and um do everything i can for that one so yeah just gonna take it one day at a time obviously you've you know you mentioned before you were part of the junior program a, a number of years ago now and you've come up through the canadian national team system but now it's it's finally kind of your turn to put on that jersey and be one of one of the guys what does that mean to you yeah it's it's exciting um i can kind of see like you can kind of like now see like okay like these guys are maybe going to be done after this cycle and there's going to be some kind of positions opened up. So it's going to be really exciting to see the new wave in, like just like it was four years ago in 2017 when a bunch of those kind of young guys stepped up and had a big summer. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be kind of that same thing that happens again. And I'm, I'm really excited and I hope I can be one of the leaders and one of the guys at the forefront playing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and um, we'll see what happens. So that's something that, like, already you're, you 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 have identified that you want to be kind of one of the leaders of the national team. That's that's. I mean, it, to be perfectly honest, I feel like if it was coming from anyone else but you, I would kind of be like, "Oh, those are big statements." But I feel like if anyone was to make that statement, it 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 would be you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I I don't want to set the bar low. I want to. I want to go for it. So I think when I, when I mean that I'm, I'm thinking more like next cycle, like this next, I guess it's only three years away now, which is kind of weird, even though well, that, that, that's exactly it. Right. We're, we're only three years <laughs> yeah. away from, from 2024. Um, so, I mean, in my eyes, mm -hmm. it's great that you've got that kind of like, let's go get it attitude because that's, ex that's exactly what we're going to need. Even if you're not a part of, of the squad personally, the way, the way I look at it, um, I, 
if I were to pick, which I have no, you know, say in this whatsoever, I, for me, it would be down to kind of between, yeah. you, between you and DeRocco. Um, and there's, you know, different, right. di- different pros and cons to bringing, bringing either or. And, you know, thank, thankfully this isn't my decision to make. Thankfully that's Glenn's decision to make. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we, we trust him to, to, to make that one. But, you know, for, for VNL, it, it looks like it's going to be another bubble system. Like, I think it's like five weeks of, mm-hmm. of, of bubble VNL. Um, and, you know, like VNL is really a place that you could can like make a name for yourself on, on the international stage. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're aware of and you're planning on doing? Yeah, I, I think it's a, such a cool like set of games just for such high quality volleyball. Um, and just to really like get a, not just like one chance, but a lot of chances to play and play some really good teams. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping just to go in, like just dialed in focused and just kind of try to do my thing. Not like, I don't want to put too high expectation on it. Um, but just try to kind of play my game and show the international world kind of what I got. What is your game? Like if you if you had to like break down Eric Lepke volleyball for me, hmm. I think my game is. I don't think I'm the best at really anything. I just think I'm I'm good at a lot of things. Um, I think I'm just yeah. I would say just an all around player who is creative and. Um, aggressive and and just kind of goes for it and takes rips and tries shots and plays hard and just hopefully that i can keep building on that yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't call myself like i'm like oh i'm like a i'm just a sweet spiker at this or you know i'm i think i'm just a all-around well-rounded player and that's kind of what i've I think that comes from my like background of beach, to be honest. Um, is that is that where you get the, think, the, the fakey tip? No, no, that that's not from beach. But I think maybe like with a li- like could be a little bit with the creativity and shots. But um, yeah, I don't know. What what do you think? I I, I don't really even know the answer. I think that's pretty apt. You know, you're you're very good all around. Um, I think we talked about it before. You're you're patient, and that allows you to see the game at at a slower level. Maybe almost kind of like Wayne Gretzky, but I feel like that's 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 like putting on like a, a big title. Uh, I wish <laughs> among, amongst us amongst us Canadians. But I mean, I think that I mean it's hard because uh, I have this. We have this Discord chat with Volleyball Source, and we've got fans from from all over right. the place, but predominantly canadian ones uh and they call that the lepke now um no way yeah the 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 kind of the swing and whenever you do it now in in italy someone always clips it out they're always like lepke's doing the lepke again um but yeah like that's cool for for me it's always been a like you're 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 very much right like if i compare stephen marr for example where so just just so you know you had the second best season all time for uh, a rookie Canadian in the Superliga, uh, only Mar only Mar beat you in, in points, but um, 
I mean, you still did pretty good, like 16th in scoring with 284 points, averaging 3.38 points a game. But, uh, you know, like you're, you're not like Mar in the sense like Mar is a very physical hitter. Whereas you, as we talked about yeah. a little bit earlier, you're patient and, and you have the shots. But for me, it was always the was how well you executed in those tough moments. Like I think the the one of the weirdest games I've ever watched you play was that Long Beach game that we mentioned mentioned before because you guys actually played pretty poorly in in that match. Like like over, yeah. o- overall that game was maybe one of the worst games I've ever seen like that Trinity Western team play. And you know like you there yeah. was there was clutch moments in that match where you guys could have finished it earlier and you could have finished it earlier and you didn't and that like, that and that was a rare thing. You know, like to me, it's mm-hmm. it's always been your execution in like kind of like the clutch that has always put you ahead of everyone else. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, that Long Beach game, I yeah, I just don't think we should have gone to five, and we were, that was a tough game for us. Yeah. I'm glad we won, but I mean, didn't that you was really tough? Didn't you go to France right before that to see Sam? yeah yeah i did yeah i I went to france i flew home on christmas eve and then flew to toronto on the 26th and then yeah and then (laughs) we were just we just weren't ready to play but then kind of after that first like i think it almost got all the nerves out and all the the rust off for that game and then then we played pretty well the next two yeah, I, I, I would say that it's it's almost frustrating because um, I've I've talked to Americans about it before and they'd be like, oh, you know, I don't really think Trinity's that good. Um, you know, they beat Long Beach, but they had to go to five and like Long Beach was not what the year with the year before. And it, it's hard for me to be like, oh, well, they just played a bad game. But like it, it truly was yeah. like one of one of the worst games that you guys have played. You guys just had a tough time executing. I mean, I think it also to note that your head coach wasn't there either. You know, Ben Joe was with the women's yeah. national team. So th- there was a there was a lot of factors of factors into that. Yeah, honestly, like I think the like Lewis is really good or they were that tournament like they were solid. I think that was some of the, I remember like that first set was some of like the best ball we played all season and it was close game. Um, All season. Really? So like, just like, as in like how, like we competed and we were like, just like, we were so dialed that, that game, I think. Um, Cause they were big and they were physical and they like played really well and really fast for a big team. Um just from what my personal perspective, I thought like that, especially that first set was one of our better sets of the season. Wow. That's, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I can't remember. Did I call that one? Yeah. Maybe not. I, I, I can't remember. I that was, remember. that was one of your guys's few games that you didn't play, play in the primetime slot. But, uh, but yeah, that was, that's, that's interesting that, that you, that you think that that Lewis was one of your best sets of the, of the season. I mean, then you, you guys also, you guys had that, that was a crazy tour for you guys. Cause I don't think many people know, but you played multiple matches after that too. Cause you had to go play at Brock and then you had to play at McMaster twice. Oh yeah. That was tough. Yeah. We, 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 won't... yeah, we, we, sorry, go ahead. We don't have to dive into that, but no. that was, that was, I think that was a huge, uh, 
not having Ben Joe there maybe factor. Do you because we you, were just go ahead. I was just gonna say we were just so like dialed to play like for Ben um, and like without him and for that can am. But then after we were like just kind of like oh that was sweet we played awesome and then we were just like could not get it together like oh we need Ben like this is bad. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts on it. I still remember standing talking to Joel Jansen after the game because I did the commentary on the stream and you guys are stretching and like you guys, your guys look dog tired. Like you guys are, are just done. So you, you can tell that you guys want to go home and I'm talking to Joel and you know, he's kind of like, yeah, you know, like we're tired, blah, blah, blah. And same thing. He's like, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but you know, like there's this and this and this. And then all of a sudden I see his phone start going off and like, I couldn't see, but it was just like walls of text, everything in capital from Ben Joe, just getting so upset that you, that you guys, you guys lost to McMaster. Um, did, did you guys like, did you guys hear it from him going, going back to practice after that one? Uh, you know what? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think because it was like he was still pumped about how we played, I think, at Can-Am. That's true. Um, but so once we got back in the gym with him, it was kind of like, okay, this was what we did awesome. This is what we didn't do like at all about these games. We're just going to maybe flush those, get those kind of out of our heads and then get back to work. Uh, that's kind of what I remember. Do, like how good of a coach you've obviously, obviously you haven't had many experiences outside of playing for him, but you have a little bit of year now and in, in what is quote unquote, the best league in the world. How good of a coach is Ben Joe now after you spent some time outside of that program? He's the best coach that I've ever had. Um, yeah, just, he's, he's amazing. Um, he does such a good job of like just in all aspects. Like he's an amazing recruiter. He's amazing with young guys. He's amazing with old guys. He's amazing with like technical, like teaching you this, but also like mental stuff with also like running the team and like gelling the team and finding like our identity every year. He's just so good at like so many aspects and I often like, I still get him to coach me while I'm here. Like, um, I'm like, what did you like? I'm struggling with this. Can you check this out? And he'll be like, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I think you're uh, maybe like tried crossing over here a little bit more. What do you, what do you think of your defensive split right now? Just like, like, he's just so great. And I, the different thing about pro is what I found too. This is another lesson. Um, it's just like, you kind of have to coach yourself a bit more than you did at U sports, you know, mm -hmm. like you're coming out of high school and club and you still have a lot of things to learn technically. And like Ben focused on those a lot and then pro, they don't care what you do technically. They just want you to perform and do well. So you kind of have to be mindful of what is going on technically, like to look for things and to kind of coach yourself technically so that you can perform and kind of do well at your job uh, essentially. So, um, but getting back to your question, yeah, Ben Joe's an amazing coach. I think he is, yeah, like he's just such a, like, there's not many coaches like him. Like I, I just, yeah, 
obviously I'm biased because <laughs> I played for him for four years, but um, you're, you're definitely a part of that Trinity, Trinity Western cult for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think all the Trinity guys would say that, and all the like guys who went to Mac or Alberta would say that probably about their coach. So that's understandable. But I mean, uh, as you know, what like the uh, here's here's my my thought about it, and I've been thinking about it recently. Is that because we don't have a pro league in Canada, right? Like these guys are you know like Dave. Uh, Dave Preston and Ben Josephson, uh, Terry Danilo, Brock David, like these are our guys and and women, of course. We've got plenty of good uh, female coaches as well. Oh, yeah. Those are professional level coaches in my eyes. Like these are coaches who could pr- coach professionally overseas. Actually, we're seeing that in the Danish league. With there's some Canadian coaches who are who are going on over there, and those are guys who have you know been assistant coaches in U Sports or been head coaches in the CCAA. So you know, like I've always been intrigued to think of like if if benjo if someone like the benjo or or dave preston some somebody of that pedigree was coaching overseas like how good would they do you know i don't think it would ever it would it it would ever really happen because i think for a good team to invest into a coach like they're going to need like a pedigree and they're going to need something to have have done so it's either like you've coached the national team to like international medals or like nothing but like it, I, I think it would be interesting because I truly think that, you know, some of the best coaches in Canada are among the best coaches in the world. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, for sure, like, all those coaches you named are, like, professional-level coaches. Like, and that's, like, that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because that for them, it is a profession for them. Like, they get paid for it, but it's not, like, a pro-league um and from from my experience like for sure these guys could do great things here um like really good things here um so that's all i gotta say for it but i totally agree with you that'd be interesting you know if if you had the opportunity to play like similar to, to your wife uh in an american in in a north american pro league and make maybe make a little bit less money would you do it I think it would depend like where I'm at in life. Like right now, probably no, like um, it wouldn't make sense. I think, especially if it was like a five week season like mm-hmm. this one, um, but maybe like down the road, like kind of a cool way to like taper out of volleyball. A little bit of, um, a little bit of AU, think, a little bit of AVP, you know, balance it out. A bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now you're talking. Um, so yeah, I think, I think so. And also depends, like, like I know, I, I think it's super cool that Larson was able to play in China um, and still play in this league. So maybe if your, if your league lines up, if they do it a little later in the spring or something, it could really work to do both. What about, what about AVP grass? AVP just announced that they're going to be doing a grass tour. Could we see? Could we see? I Eric, saw that. Could we see? Like you know, maybe some Trinity boys round together a bit of a of a grass team. That that would be gnarly. That'd be unreal. Do you know? It just happened all summer. Like how long is the grass tour? I'm I'm not sure. It's something that I uh, I talked. I chatted with Donald's son, the like the the owner of the AVP at the, at the 2019 mm-hmm. uh, AVP Championships in Chicago, and he was telling me he was like, we really want to get into grass then. 
and and you know he he was saying that he was open to getting into Canada too but I would assume that I think grass volleyball in the states is a little bit bigger like if you've ever heard of Wellpaca it's a bit more of a, of a festival like it's a bit more for like yeah. a lot of courts to be played and then but you know like like grass volleyball like three on three or four on four that could be really exciting to watch it's really fun I, I actually played in my first grass tournament over like during the quarantine period when I was in Minneapolis um i played with sam and one of her teammates her old teammates and her boyfriend it was super fun um i was like because you in canada at least you think of grass you think of like beach is like yeah legit and then you think of grass as like at like a backyard barbecue or something right but like grass was legit like i'm like man people are like going hard like here there's so many courts they're like playing in shoes and got ankle braces and like are taping up and like really taking this seriously and i just like was playing in like barefoot the whole day and i ended up like just like my feet hurt so bad for like three days after because i just wasn't prepared um for it we ended up winning which was great but i mean it was, i would expect that you guys would be winning you know if you're not winning then yeah. that's that's questionable it was close though it was really close and the rules for this like I think the rules for grass in general, I don't know what they are, but this one was like anyone can spike. So it was like basically no rotations. And it was like guy on the left, guy on the right, girl setter and like girl defender. And it was just like spiking. Like I would just, I was playing right side and just pass and set the whole time. It was pretty fun. Yeah. That sounds sweet. Um, but my wife did play in Wapaka too. And she said, it's like such a cool environment. Like, so many like teams so it'd be a cool thing to set up set up in canada and get going what about snow volleyball like oh man that can we pencil like arab collecting like 2036 team canada snow volleyball like you're you're from you're from manitoba dude like there is you can't be scared of snow or cold being from where you're from i know should, should i just try to be that guy who just like plays every type of volleyball there is and just see I how mean, far it can go eventually like like do a bit of a jiba that's like the that's what i'm calling the jiba tour like jiba's done some some beach okay. now he's doing some snow volleyball i'm sure he'll get jump into grass right so have a bit of a legendary yeah. career like jiba win a couple of olympic games um you know maybe a few okay. world leagues a, a world championship or two a champions league maybe and then uh come on back and and we'll we'll hook you up with the uh with the, the snow volleyball and the, and the grass volleyball. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start a snow volleyball league back in Winnipeg once I'm retired. Oh, you know, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is I feel like I see all the snow volleyball events. They're on like some, like where it's like snowy, but not freezing. Whereas in Winnipeg, it's just freezing. Yeah, that's so. true. It's always it's always like in the villages of uh, ski resorts where it's probably like five degrees yeah. out, you know, and everyone's just hanging around with their hot chocolates and beers, and, you know, glasses of wine for apres ski, and you know it's nice. But I don't think yeah. I don't think the prairies of Manitoba at m minus twenty five degrees Celsius would be a would be a good time to play yeah. <laughs> to play snow volleyball. Oh man, and the wind chill too. I don't even know if it could. You could get a rally going with the winds, man. Probably It'd be not. crazy. Do you do you, like? Uh, do you have any time to go back to Winnipeg? 
I haven't been back there since I left. Um, we we were there for a couple of weeks before I came to Italy, but because I was mostly down in the states with Samantha for quarantine, okay. and I didn't want to come back to Canada because I didn't know if I could go back down there. So, um, yeah, I haven't been back there since August. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go there um, maybe before. Like if I have to quarantine at home, I would love to be able to do that in uh, Steinbeck, but we'll see. It's kind of all up in the air right now, just because I don't really know um, where VNL is, when I'm going to be done here exactly, and um, what kind of regulations they're going to have for us coming back. Is has there been any communication from Volleyball Canada? Like, are you guys going to be going to Gatineau for a little bit training there, or? Yeah, I think they're just really waiting to see where VNL is. Um, I know they're trying. They're, I know like the people are are talking to the government about like maybe shortening our quarantine somehow, just because like two weeks is a lot to give up for us for that training. Like, if you're coming back May first, you got to quarantine two weeks, and then you get like a couple days of training before you leave for VNL. Like it just, it's not ideal. So I think that's, that's been in the works, but I think more will kind of find out about that once, uh, once the actual location is announced and the dates exactly. Dude, that's crazy. Cause that's like something that I like only thought about a little bit. I figured by this time, you know, we wouldn't still have a two week quarantine period. It's, uh, I know it's, it's, it's a little much like, um, as especially yeah because yeah, especially imagine that like coming into canada like at that point i wonder if it's better just for canada to find like a neutral training spot you know for vc just find like a neutral training spot yeah. to just like hey we're gonna train in like he in like who knows italy like just just for example because like we can get yeah. everyone in and you know we don't have to quarantine and stuff like that that's a i mean at the same time it's kind of hard to think that you know the Canadian government would allow stuff for the men's national volleyball team when the Raptors and the NHL teams aren't even getting, you know, any type of, of help in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. So there was actually like some rumors maybe that we'd go to Izmir and uh, do training camp there, but I don't, I don't know if that would actually happen. Could be sick. That, that would be sick. Maybe if that's if that's the case, I'll 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 call up Lewis and Glenn and see if I can come hang out in Izmir with with you guys preparing preparing <laughs> yeah. for uh preparing for uh World <laughs> League and the uh, Nations League and the Olympics because that would be a training camp would in Izmir would be would be something else I bet I I, I bet it would be it would be crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, chat with me today. Uh, it looks like you're doing well. It was a lot of fun to get to watch you play the, this season. Um, and yeah, keep grinding and, and keep uh, throwing it down over there. How much, how much longer you say you got in the season? A few more weeks? Probably about a month, a month minimum and maybe like a month and a half max kind of really depends how we do in this challenge cup. So, um, but thanks man. This was awesome. Uh, it was great to chat to you. It's been too long, and uh, yeah, this was great. Yeah, hopefully we get to do that. Maybe the... I'll see you in Izmir. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and then if you guys are in, in Gatineau, maybe in, in Gatineau too, because 
gotta 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 catch up with the maple volleys of maple volleys at some point the last time i saw them was vancouver last year and i mean that was a, a great moment so right. we gotta we gotta follow that up absolutely man we gotta we'll awesome. make it happen awesome well thanks very much dude go get some rest uh be safe the rest of the season and we'll see you in a team canada jersey very soon awesome thanks ever appreciate it thanks man thanks a lot guys